Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi. Yay. We did it. <laughs> it's working. And there's that world famous cackle that we all know. <laughs> hey guys, what's happening? Hey, not much. How are you ladies? We're doing good, finally, now. We're actually really excited to do this because I think it's going to be like the coolest crossover ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wild, but okay. <laughs> I really want the both of your laughs like as a text notification. It's like that you've been together for so long, I think that like you have this like harmonious sort of bounce off each other. It's really interesting to listen to both of you. Oh, wow. oh thank you. That's so fun. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Considering when we worked together and we were in meetings together and people were like, you guys are annoying. Oh. <laughs> so turn around. They're, they're just jealous. Essentially. Right? Essentially. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, I know, we guess, I guess we can start. Yeah, let the spellmans begin. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's such a great thing to hear that, spellmans. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Yeah, yeah. we're ready. Whenever you are. So, this episode contains not two, but four hoes. <laughs> <laughs> two real ones, two honorary yes. ones. We'll take it. <laughs> I feel honored. Yeah. yeah. No, we're honored for sure. So I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole. And I'm Courtney. And I'm Andreel. And this is Spellman's, right? This well, is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Homeads Chronicles and Spellcast have merged for one glorious hour. Yay. Well, we're gonna, yeah, we're hoping that we're going to learn some things from you guys about dating and relationships and how you can use tarot cards and intuition and all your witchery to better our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Fair Help enough. Me. We aim to please. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a catch twenty two though, because like a lot of your your shenanigans and and content comes from your interesting situation. So if we fix that, won't your show come to an end? No, no. no. You just complain no. about future husbands, I suppose. It'll just turn into like a whole yeah, sorry for those boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean they'll just have to merge in. Honestly, they're gonna have to take like we're gonna have to fold them into it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Which leads me to my very first, my first topic of discussion, which is, do you get, like, do you guys believe in soulmates or twin flames? Both, neither, neither. neither. <laughs> <laughs> Funny trivia lesson. Uh, the word <laughs> is pronounced neither because the E comes before the I. That's old German. Ah. Oh, there it is. See, I already corrected myself. Neither, neither, never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I definitely believe in, in twin flames and soulmates. Um, finding them is uh, totally up to uh, your intuition telling you uh, not to be confused with wishful thinking. And we're going to probably refer to that little little phrase right there a lot throughout this entire episode is confusing wishful thinking with actual intuition because that's usually what screws up a lot of love connections um but yes i believe in twin flames and i do believe in soulmates and uh, what, what about you courtney i've never actually asked you that oh, so. new thing. 
Um, so yes, I believe in soulmates and twin flames. Um, I'm actually in the middle of researching them because uh, my friend told me that there is a very significant difference between the two. And so I'm searching, um, you know, for myself. Um, so I believe that they are definitely a thing. Uh, what they're like qualified as might, might range. Um, I know from what she's told me and certain things I've read that soulmates are people that come in and out of your life and they're not necessarily romantic relationships, though they can be. Uh, it could still be your sister or a friend or a neighbor or anyone. Um, and it's this connection that your souls have made in past lives and you keep bouncing back and coming to each other until you teach that person or that soul rather a lesson. Uh, and twin flames are more of a um, uh, intense thing where uh, it's a connection that has been predetermined uh, by your souls and you might not meet your twin flame in every life that you have. So you could go an entire lifetime and not meet the twin flame, but your twin flame you meet when your soul is kind of at its journey's end and you're ready to find the person that is essentially, um, I don't like to say your other half because people are whole themselves, but that kind of concept. Okay. So, I have a question then. <clears throat> yeah. Soulmates, then is it possible for um, animals and humans to be soulmates? Mm, now that's oh, that's an interesting yeah. concept. I would definitely say so because I, especially in, in this day and age, uh, in this new generation of people, uh, what the astrology has predicted is an incredible amount of, of empathy. Now that has its, its pros and its cons, but because of that incredible amount of empathy, people are showing a whole new uh, open connection between animals. Uh, more than they ever did previous. And, and dogs have always been man's best friend and, and cats mm -hmm. have always been the uh, seductive archetype that is often compared to women and witches. Um, but yes, I believe it is totally possible to have a soulmate that is that is an animal because truth be told, I've actually seen people completely lost without their dog once once they leave. Yeah, actually. So uh, I, I just think it's, uh, it's equatable, not necessarily uh directly <laughs> <clears throat> well so the only reason i asked is um odd, oddly enough in my previous time in a different city um my friend and i we lost one of our cats we had together and he actually had somebody come out and talk to him and it turns out that he and this cat their souls had been um connected as human and animal for i don't know years centuries over many lifetimes and mm. um mm. she said she had seen a previous lifetime that they shared where you know the cat was a horse and uh he was a, a lady but i thought that was <laughs> <laughs> hilarious and interesting all at the same time that was an unexpected twist <laughs> that, that, that was, yeah uh, true there's uh no limit to that uh you know your Reincarnation. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the lady said that previously the my friend was a, a woman and she and her horse were BFFs and they've been with each other throughout several lifetimes and this was just another one. Wow, that's a very interesting concept and I think um, that maybe can tie into uh, a witch's familiar Ooh, as well. I would say that it's, yeah, it's very possible that they're soulmates and that's why they have such a strong connection. 
Um, it's interesting that they constantly played, uh, you know, animal and human, and that your uh, your friend was always the human, at least from what that woman yep. could see. Because um, I was going to bring up that sometimes with reincarnation, people are uh, reincarnated as animals or other people or whatever to learn lessons for that soul. And according to reincarnation, like your soul makes an agreement with another soul before you're even put on the earth. So it's interesting that they're staying like that, though, because then maybe it's not something where they need to learn this lesson or they just haven't quite learned it yet. I also tend to believe that um, you know, human souls are are different um, from the souls of the earth. I, I sometimes I believe that there are that animals are a little bit more bound to the earth than than humans are. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily saying that one is worth more than the other. Certainly not. Um, uh, because everything is needed to keep a natural balance. Um, but if there's anything that I've learned through understanding how spirit animals work, or at least how it resonates to me, is that um, uh, uh, humans being this medium on this planet that can affect everything uh, all at once, uh, the way that uh, the way that we do in a collective amount and and through singularity. Uh, the reason why humans are able to tap in the power of spirit animals is because I, I believe that we are connected to every single animal on the planet and some are just more resonant to some than others. And you have a spirit animal as opposed to a totem one or a, uh, a power one. Um, and, uh, you know, that's humans have different personality traits that are equatable to the natural traits that always exist in a particular type of, of animal. And... They, they all come together in this, into this giant like melting pot when you have a human, but animals are strictly their own pure form of existence. So I was listening so, to, I think it was your first episode about tarot and, um, okay. or maybe it was a separate episode about spirit animals. Either way, <laughs> I was listening to a previous <laughs> episode. <laughs> I listened to you guys. That's the point. Um, Thanks. <laughs> And uh, Courtney was saying that her spirit animal is a cat yeah. and was pointing out the similarities between her and a cat, which seemed somewhat obvious, I guess, in some regard. Mm -hmm. But then in other ways, I was like, you know, if you're more aware, then maybe you can use it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm like going, OK, if I knew what my spirit animal was yeah. and my spirit animal is super fierce. <laughs> <laughs> I can use that. I can like a lion? <laughs> that energy on my dates and have like the confidence of like, you know, a lioness. Animal? But like, what if your spirit animal is a parrot? <laughs> okay, so that's actually a really great question because you you stumbled on a really great um, concept there. Uh, exactly so, what you just said is yeah. perfect. Yeah, with spirit animals. So if you are a, a lion or a parrot or whatever it is, um, if you take the energy of that animal and then you can use it in your life to make you stronger. And that's the perfect thing is um, I had mentioned that some episode that, um, you know, if say you're a parrot and it doesn't really seem that great because you're like, oh, I want to be something like oh, that. Like, whatever. Duck, and I resonated with that. Because I'm likely like, a, yes, I feel like so I'm, I could be a sloth. That is awesome, and that that's would never not a way to justify the so. laziness. So. <laughs> She's harnessing her power. I need to reserve energy. 
<laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, if you're in tune with what, uh, whoever your spirit animal is, you will find power from that. Even if they don't seem glamorous, you will be that much stronger when you work with them. Think about it from uh, a perspective of how uh, a painting an artistic painting works or how music works in like in harmony and accord. Um, everything comes together in synchronicity and harmony and that synchronicity and harmony creates a resonance that will resonate more fully um more richly more robustly if uh they are tapped into it in a specific way that is a very like attracts like you know you open up the articulators and everything else just falls into place does that make yeah, sense absolutely. yeah and like do you win at scrabble all of the time <laughs> <laughs> you know we haven't actually played Scrabble in a while, so I don't know. challenge him. All right. I was good at words with friends. Say, that was, that, remember that friends. phrase? Yeah. So you're like number two in the world, then? Are you going to get on Jeopardy? Is my real question. You know, I I always have been thinking in, in the back of my head when I uh, like when I should like try to do that because truth be told, I don't know the guidelines. They have specific guidelines. Like they don't just. They don't just say, hey, you're a genius, go on Jeopardy. They have like um, specific categories that are already there and they give you time to actually study the subject matter that they're putting up. Like it's a ballpark yeah, yeah. figure. You should do and, it. And uh, then they kind of just throw you in. I, I, in all the endeavors that I'm trying to do, I would love to one day when I'm in the, the position uh, monetarily that I would like to be in to create the things that I want. Um, to uh, actually play for charity because like Jeopardy, the biggest, most beautiful thing I've ever seen them do is, is their charity games. Oh yeah. They're, those are really cool. Um, but I will say that Alex Trebek is getting old and we may be losing some time here. <laughs> you gotta work yes. on that. <laughs> I'll, I will, I'll make a, I'll draw your name oh. on a poster and I will be there in the crowd <laughs> chanting for you. <laughs> but I'll bring this back you to the, have a back to the conversation. Um, uh, Good point. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> we're talking I'm, about we're talking about soulmates. I'm not twins. good at being serious. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about soulmates, twin flames, spirit animals, all these things. How do you not confuse that with just? plain old lust. chemistry and like lust and yeah you were talking about wishful thinking like, like pheromones <laughs> those are a thing <laughs> ah so this this dives into a giant area uh, of my expertise oh yes yeah, so you <laughs> my lovely partner right here she's just she's literally heard this same same stuff over and over and over again and i'm i'm waiting for her to truth be told just poison me in my sleep <laughs> I die Again, I will be your cheerleader when it comes time to bury the body. So we're going to be bought either side. But a, a good way, um, and uh, a good way to understand these things. It's a big thing of what it is that that I'm about, and what people usually come to me for in regards to spellcraft and and spiritual counsel and and all of the things that I offer as a as a freelance mage. The hashtag uh, oh. as. As Courtney has made. He's so um, proud. Yeah, because again, with the not big technology thing, I made him a hat. I know she's shite about it. Like I'm really I'm I'm remember those cavemen from those Geico commercials that, that was me. <laughs> How many eyebrows do you have? <laughs> <laughs> what wait, what How I'm many sorry? eyebrows do you have? 
I oh Mel, well actually I, I I was told by a lot of my uh my my art friends that I have to get my eyebrows waxed when I'm going in giant public events, which I'm <laughs> I'm not happy about. <laughs> uh, I support your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, so the big the big idea is yes, everything that people come to me for is uh unifying themselves with their dark side having their dark side revealed to them and then when your dark side is revealed to you you bring it into the, your light side you become who you are fully and then you use that to transcend yourself into the best most resonant form of who you are it's all really truly about being honest with yourself and being honest with yourself isn't just pointing out the good things about yourself it's pointing out the traits that you have that might not be so savory that doesn't necessarily mean that they're negative. That just means that they exist and they should be acknowledged because everything in life you oppressed will come out in some sort of way that you might not like it to come out as. A lot of people, they have it, they come out as the, the general thing nowadays is anxiety. Uh, you know, other people, they have actual like ailments and, and sickness that, that comes to them. And you see why a lot of doctors nowadays, they don't know what's wrong with people. So they're just pacifying their symptoms rather than getting to the core of the problem. No, I'm in no way here suggesting that um, uh, medical science has n no valid uh, use at all. It, it certainly does, but it's definitely not a one size fits all uh, fit. And I, I was a statistic of that when I was younger. Um, I've willed a lot of things away with magic and simply just understanding uh, who I am through higher introspection and meditation. And when you really are truly who you are, that's that's what will help you. So I, I'll give you an example. So there's positive light, there's negative light, there's positive darkness, there's negative darkness. Positive light is obviously the most pure, straightforward essence that you can possibly imagine. It's what people usually imagine when they think of Jesus of Nazareth or Yahweh. Um, uh, for, for those who, who don't know that name, that's, that's the name of the Judeo-Christian God. Um, uh, but uh, negative light, you know, there is such a thing as negative light. And that's where the phrase the road to hell is paved with good intentions comes from. When you kind of help people to death or you have this cause about yourself that, you know, you get really righteous about and then you end up causing someone's death or a whole new catastrophe. That's a large scale and there are smaller scales. Positive darkness is the divine feminine introspection, um, things that are hidden, things that are not necessarily tangible, things that uh, can only be heard in silence and often come in ways that are uh, mysterious and sometimes if, uh, you know, if left uh, unchecked can be super overwhelming, but it's one of the most beautiful calming things so about So are you telling you. me that um, once you, I guess, fully accept <coughs> everything about yourself that you'll be able to tell the difference between what's chemistry and what's real or yes so like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I do I, apologize if I know <laughs> about something yeah. about myself i.e let's just say i'm a nymphomaniac for <laughs> and i realize that there's one goal when i see somebody but then i see somebody else and there's another goal which is not just being a nympho it's also being attracted to their intelligence their personality yes okay. one is not the absence of the other think the phrase the brightest light cast the longest shadow and i apologize for my long-winded uh explanation no you're fine we'll cut you I, off uh, <laughs> I, I that's that's good i love strong words. you've met your match my friend <laughs> um yes essentially so if like, like think of an example of like a really good trait you have and think about something that might come uh with with uh with some darkness that might come to it like i'll give an example 
I love the art of massage. I love poking and prodding people and seeing what happens. The main reason why I do it is because I love people. I love helping them. I love pointing out their tensions and teaching them something particular about themselves. I love learning about human anatomy from a scientific perspective. And I love being that unique friend that can bring something special that you might not get from anybody else. Those are all the light reasons why I do things. But the dark reasons that are there is that, yeah, no, I like to feel people up and you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie that like there's some, you know, I'm just fascinated from maybe a primate I mean, standpoint yeah, like that's boots. rooted in Freudian oh. ideology Courtney how do you feel about this Courtney? <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I know absolutely everything about him uh so nothing surprises me anymore I like to say that knock on wood right now um but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing about light and dark. And I think something that um, should be brought up about uh, like love and, and partnerships and things is that in order to truly love someone, you have to understand their light and dark sides and love them and accept them for it anyway. And to think that those dark sides don't exist is, is ridiculous because everyone has one. I have my own dark sides. Um, they present themselves differently. And honestly more in a very opposite way um from andreo but that's the thing too is you know um again it's it's mostly good so to know that that dark side is there is okay and once you work with it like he said you can bring it into the light so you're not doing something that negatively affects someone so i think um i mean it's gonna be really weird that i, I jump into this but i'm i'm crazy and i think about like true crime no, stuff you're fine. but i think that happens a lot with like <laughs> serial killers is when they're not let I mean they have many things wrong with them besides but if you take it in a very simple form of they're not allowed to express themselves in a certain way especially men with like sexuality or things like that you notice a lot of serial killers chop off body parts or they do oh, yeah. weird things and it's oddly tied to a sexual thing that's, that's frustrated or held down in them so they would be weird broken people anyway but if you take it into a simple form that maybe somebody gets like a, a weird nervous tick or something else because they're not allowed to express themselves because they think it's bad or evil and when you most people are not bad and evil and they truly aren't bad people so they should be allowed to express themselves and you'll usually find that once they are free to express themselves those bad things don't come out in ways that actually hurt other people yeah i actually i definitely can see and agree with that for sure so can you use um like tarot cards to help you figure out I guess more about yourself because anytime that I get a reading there's usually a mix of methods that right. happen it's not always just 100% tarot or 100% whatever else um but mm -hmm. afterward I always feel like it's kind of like a therapy session <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world <laughs> yes that's good that's a that's a good reading because uh tarot is a great way to learn about yourself um you can do daily readings where it's just like a daily question a prompt um especially if you have your own deck and it comes with a book sometimes they include daily uh journal prompts my animal totem one does and you can go through a whole year and learn a little bit about yourself um you can do larger readings um i have the animal totem deck and i've done totem readings for people and myself i was actually the last person to do it um because for some reason i hadn't felt it was right to do it for myself yet but once i did um seeing all the totem animals that play a part in my life it is therapeutic to know and accept what kind of energies uh you are dealing with and like you said i mean for you when you say it feels like therapy 
that's good. That's a good reading. That's something positive because you are learning about yourself. And there's so many things you can do with tarot cards to accomplish that. Because the cards don't uh, discriminate. Mm. They certainly, the omens just, they exist. They just are. And um, the, the symbolism, the very direct symbolism that is illustrated in the artistry that is rooted in thousands of years of occult symbolism is a very direct way to understand the very indirect language that the higher powers speak. So they have a funny way of being invasive. That's mm. why people confuse these things with the devil, because if you think absolute with these things, you'll never understand anything because only true evil deals in absolute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so if, if one of your main concerns when you're going to like, get our tarot reading or you want to talk with a medium in some form and finding a love interest or getting married or anything related to relationships is your goal uh what do you like what do you ask the cards like what do you uh expect for them to tell you because they're not going to say oh you're going to find your soulmate in three days i mean i wish they would but yeah well, they try. <laughs> well, then you get into combining uh, combining divination together. There's so many uh, types of divination out there, and one is not limited by the other. Um, but if yeah, if you want to know things with time, uh, I usually would use something like the pendulum or something because the pendulum, which is rooted in physics, uh, usually gives you more yes or no answers, whereas the tarot is rooted in a little bit more symbolism, a little bit more layers. But uh, as for questions. Um, it would really depend on where you are. If you're completely single, um, <laughs> uh, big things, I wouldn't ask necessarily when or something that's a yes or no. I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask uh, where, like, what, uh, like, uh, so if I give like a standard reading, like, you know, for people who've never had their cards read before, I usually recommend like three or four cards first. I don't like to jump into the Celtic cross because it's it's so it's intricate. Um, but uh, the first question I like each card has its own question. Um, I would say the first question is which card represents the current uh, the current state that my romantic life is in or something that's worded in that. And regard. then I get a bunch of uh, the next question. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Ten of Swords, the one that Death has the, the all in the back. <laughs> the four. <laughs> I would definitely rather draw the tower uh, as opposed to the uh, the Ten of Swords, though, because the tower at least means that once it's came down, like, it's not going to get any worse than that. Um, the next card I would ask would be, what should I invite into my life uh, to, like, what do I need to do or change about myself? in order to attract what it is oh, I'd like. Oh, that's a good one. Like, mm, yeah, say like that, that again. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so what do you need to change about yourself in order to attract the love that you seek or what it is, uh, what should you invite into your life? And then the next question could be, what do you need to take out of your life? Like, what do you need to let go of? That one's usually the harder one for mm, people for really obvious reasons because humans well, want everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want my bills. <laughs> I'm good on those. Um, I'm, I'm all set on all the other adult situations I seem to be finding myself in regularly. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, if you're getting into more intricate readings, um, if you're talking about like a specific person, if you have something good with someone, you could say uh, who uh, the first card be is like, who are you in the relationship? Who are they in the relationship? Who are you together in the relationship? It's like, 
was like, what will be the outcome of this? Um, which pet can it go in two directions? You know, all these sorts of things. You really think to break things down in the micro, but then put it back together in the macro, the overall. That's really being honest with yourself because usually when people are reading about their love life, it's the last thing that they want to hear that this amazing uh, work of art that you're falling for might be the most toxic thing for you. What? So, okay, so what happens when somebody is, you know, uh, they're in a reading and they're willing something so hard, it's actually impacting the truth of the cards. Ah, so usually what happens with that, um, see, <laughs> that's why I also think that everyone who, who does magic should at the very least study a psychology yeah, 101 book. Fair. So you um, like involving science yeah. and, uh, and magic. Yeah, because yes. one is not the absence of the other. I mean, that's why you have alchemy, you know? I, uh, I would definitely say that um, the cards definitely do a good job that even if they're willing something that might be affecting what's going on, that there's still the hidden meaning in there uh, that the, the, the subtext of what's going on that should be watched out for, mm. you know? And I also noticed that when people tend to will things in one way, it tends to go the other or they get readings that are really mixed and don't make any sense. So then you have to, you have to play with the contouring of what's going on with these light and dark colors and symbolisms. Um, from one thing I've noticed, if someone's usually manic about something or obsessive in a particular way that is a little irrational, um, that isn't rooted in something that, you know, that, it, that isn't rooted in something that has any standing. Usually that's, that's a cue that, okay, maybe their energies are affecting the cards and I got to go about this in a different way. It's like, well, maybe I should draw the cards for you. <laughs> um, just, yeah. sit, just sit down. Yeah, you just can't, sit down now. You can't be talking yeah. about your own life. That's the, uh, <laughs> who drove you here? That's the a... downside to having people choose their own cards is, you know, if you do have someone that really is that intense about it and you're just like, okay, and but you know you can kind of gauge that and um find the best solution for them because you know the cards really are unbiased answers for things so you have to have the person sit down willing to receive those there is a good and bad in, in just about every card like mm. people draw the sun and they're like oh this is going to be great like 95 percent of the time the sun is really good but the thing you need to be careful of is that okay like don't bask in the light too long you're gonna blind yourself like the sun brings life to everything but it'll blind you if you stare yeah. at it for more well than you gotta minutes. tell people yeah. like it could burn you heard of spf or just like sitting under a damn tree like i have to do that i have to be a vampire I, sun is not my friend i mean yeah. I I have issues with the sun as well, so I don't look at it as a bright and cheery thing all the time either. We we live in Michigan for a yep. reason. Well, because we were <laughs> born here, but also uh, and we're too poor to leave. But either way, because we're stuck. I uh, <laughs> I would definitely think that uh, in regards to anything you do, is that I'll always ask questions about yourself because what you attract in a partner is often what you need to find within yourself. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I know I recently yeah. did an exercise. Uh -huh. Exer? An exercise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I wrote down a list of all of the qualities that I was looking for in a partner. We may have discussed this on a previous we episode. We did. We, we have. But I'm bringing it back. Well, I'm just like, I'm just letting everybody else know. <laughs> 
because they're interested in understanding. I mean, like this, we're still recording a podcast because I feel it's so personal and intimate, but it's also, <laughs> we're going to be publishing this. So if you're not familiar, Nicole has a list and it was on episode uh, eight. Some no, I no. have no idea. That was the stock episode. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I wrote down a list of uh, qualities and things that I would like to find in a partner. And then you need to break that list down into uh, things that you are must must have and then other things you could like live without. And then the third step is starring those items that remind that you possess as well and mm. so I went through and I was like starring everything and I was like I'm amazing <laughs> <laughs> we have there... no issues with self-image we're both <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> and then I was like but honestly though if I possess all of these things why can't I find somebody else who does and you know it's about setting a standard and whatnot but also yes knowing yourself really well and understanding what you can live with and not live with or what you're willing to live with i mean yeah and i think that's a big thing people don't think about is they get into that very like perfectionist mindset where they forget that they're going to be with another human and like they're gonna make mistakes they're not going to be perfect and you know you have to be willing to accept certain things you know i mean again like if someone's hair falls out or, or whatever they dishes they like, the, you know, something... the entire time that they're with you <laughs> and they don't know how to use the dishwasher the two seconds away I'm, I'm hearing some bitterness in this uh in this personal experience i don't know maybe <laughs> potentially <laughs> see now that's the, the trash you may need to go are the dishes just indicative <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are they like indicative of a larger problem? Like they're just completely <laughs> messy? Or is that like literally their only flaw? It's like, all right, normally you're clean, but this one thing, fine, I guess that's my job. But again, like, you know, and that's the complicated thing is what if they're not washing the dishes means that they're disgusting slobs and they can't do anything and their whole life is a hot mess. Or it could just be one. one oh, no, it's like, or it could just be thing. a sign of intelligence because it's such it's so low on their bar of things I need to do with yeah. my life that they just don't worry right. about it. One may not be the absence of the other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, for us, like, that's why it's good to have someone where, you know, sometimes like attracts like, but sometimes you attract opposites and to have people that complete you in the sense that if you fall short on something, they can at least help pick up the slack or just not get mad at you at the very I end. Just, I just gave Nicole the, the loving touch and looked at her. <laughs> And we both giggled. Uh. <laughs> we've always, we've always the joked that if we were go. like attracted to each other, we would be a couple. Yeah, if but I, it's just not a thing. Yeah, I like dick. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I have that with one of my best friends too. We we always said that at the same time. Up to oh. actually, her doing a fake proposal. No, no. Was great. Oh no! I think I just figured it out. We're soulmates. We probably there you go. So, see, Full I circle. think that yeah, maybe we had a connection in another lifetime. Had to have. I do believe in people having connections in other lifetimes. We had to have because there's no way with some relationships that you there's just no. naturally are so comfortable and feel like you've known this person forever. We had to have. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no other choice. Clearly, no, seriously, this is a thing. Dominant soul. Thing. She's like, yep, we've no, been together for a minute, centuries. <laughs> More than it's fine. <laughs> Obvious. 
the uh the big thing in regards to your questions before and like the lists that you create mentally in your head the biggest thing that i always say and we go back to asking you know your your higher self the the parts of yourself that are that lay dormant is that um the questions i always ask it's like is this here because i believe this wholeheartedly because i've thought about it or is this here because i was a victim of societal rhetoric and i you know, and I don't know why there's no irrational, like, do you believe this because you actually have thought about it and formulated it yourself or because uh, you've been taught and indoctrinated that way? And that's usually a very humbling thing for people that they don't like to, to dive into. Also, is the thing that you believe something that can be codified with words that lies on the realm of uh, more uh, sophistication through actual communication and language, or is it something that's primal, like something sexually you're attracted to that you didn't ask to be that way and you can't help it? Like, I, I know I've definitely, with certain body parts and certain shapes of certain people, like, I can't do without it. It will drive me mad. And it would turn into resentment that would ruin another relationship <laughs> if I didn't address it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. AKA baggage, right? <laughs> yep. And see, that's the thing too, is willing to accept certain things about yourself that, you know, it's, it's all about being okay with who you are and loving yourself first. I think that's really important. People forget that they have to love themselves first, wholly and completely with or without, you know, being perfect because if you can't love yourself, you can't love well, somebody that's else. that's very true. And, and that's also a maturity point aside from any kind of spiritual mm -hmm. situation is if, you don't know how to look in the mirror every day and be like, you're the shit. Then you can't say that to anybody else and like really, yeah. truly understand what it means because you don't know it. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many things like, you know, um, piggybacking off what Andrea said that with societal stigmas, I mean, I feel like as women, we have to deal a lot with like having kids, not having kids, getting married, not getting married. Like, do you want to get married or have kids? Cause that's what you want. Or it's because your parents or your grandparents or your friends tell you that's what you want. And to know that it's okay that if you get into a relationship, maybe, you know, you're finding a lot of men that want to have kids and it winds up being a deal breaker because somewhere deep inside of you, that's just not something that you see for yourself. So to be truthful in those things as well, because then it will help you attract a partner that really does work for you. Well, I mean, I truly believe everyone has their own path and have been telling my parents that they just need to rely on my brother for grandchildren since I was about eight. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not happening, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, when I was a kid, I hated kids. Oh, God. <laughs> I think my resentment towards children, and I don't have a large resentment, but I do because I think... Um, I was always the babysitter because I was the oldest of so many yeah. people in my family and always babysitting. But yeah, like I'm, I'm good on, I'll adopt things, not <laughs> animals, maybe mostly animals. So if you're, <laughs> if you're needing some guidance or some help, um, and you wanted to, I don't know, talk to somebody and I would assume that you have, you know, spirit guides who I have a guide. can guide you in all various facets of your life. My spirit guy's name is Caesar. Just putting that out there. It's Sajar. <laughs> also, I have two spirit guides. Um, first is Stormy. And the second one, she comes and goes in different forms. But so how do you um, connect with them? Because you... I know that I have one and it exists, but I'm not the best at like 
talking to them. Oh, I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> so my my first question is is that uh, how did uh, how how did you meet them or come to know them? Uh, was it a dream? Was it something that rang in your head? Was it a was it an experience where you felt out of body? No, I uh, had a reading with a medium. Hmm. Um, I can say for mine, uh, I've been surround. It's, it sounds so corny and cheesy, but here we go. I've been surrounded by unicorns my entire life. Since I was a young child, I've been attracted to them throughout, I don't know, I was born in the 80s. So like, consider me at two years old being like, I want that. And so it just kind of, kind of accumulated in my life. And now it's a very big staple in my life, which is odd because I, it was never something I forced. It was always something, um, gifts that were presented to me. Um, my 30th birthday looked like a 12 year old birthday because everybody kept giving <laughs> unicorn things. But ultimately it's one of those things where it can go from like really childlike and amateurish all the way up to those majestic illustrations that you see people spend years on. But, well, yeah, I mean, they have, they have a power and you can have, um, mythological spirit animals. That's a thing too. Um, it could be also a more human-like guide and you know the form of a unicorn maybe because it's a little bit more on the the mystical side but yeah i mean i think we've kind of forgotten the magic that um that creature can have we have mythological creatures for a reason they embody certain magical qualities and it's not just a childlike thing it is in a sense where it helps bring you a childlike sense of wonder wonder or an innocence but at the same time it's something that uh, should be taken seriously. Yeah, and I think honestly, um, when I was, I have a um, autoimmune disease, and it was really like the time I was diagnosed and I was coming to terms with everything that's got I've got going on. That's when uh, his name is Stormy presented himself to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes sense because it was a, a really big, uh, tumultuous time in your life. He probably felt that it was um, a perfect time for him to make himself known if you hadn't seeked him out before then because he probably felt that you really needed yeah. him. Yeah, and you know, he, he may be a different form here and there, but for the most part, that's, that's been he's been my darkest unicorn that's yeah. just been with me regularly. That's very it's so interesting. Fun. It's so right, fun. If I had my uh, the the animal grimoire in front of me, they actually do reference the unicorn. I, yeah. I suppose we'll talk about that uh, at some point. After yeah, we'll this. we'll research it in um, our our books that we have and get back to you on specific traits because that might kind of open up some things for you. So autoimmune diseases usually you have to they're connected to your circulatory system because your immune system is your entire body. So usually that would have to do with like the fourth chakra, which is your heart chakra. Um, so there's, there might be some sort of imbalance going on right there. The anatomy of the spirit's an interesting thing. Everything your spirit does reflects in your corporeal shell whoa, and everything whoa, that whoa, affects whoa, your corporeal shell goes back to your... Who, what, no shell? Oh, the, uh, the corporeal shell, uh, your body. Oh, <laughs> that was fancy term for your body. Fancy. I never yep. in my 33 years of being here. <laughs> <laughs> is that how we refer to our bodies i i mean well and, and just in in the context of what i was saying <laughs> it made more sense to say it that way because corporeal i wrote it down <laughs> it's not gonna work out again 
<laughs> Gia's maybe maybe a little upset about it too. Is that like a term for like a, a being, or is it just specific to humans? Oh, corporeal just means like real, physical like in the world, it. Okay. solid. Like when you see a like when you see a ghost, but it's actually like you actually see um, a manifestation of it. Like if you see a ghostly lady and she's like there, that's an inner corporeal manifestation. Wow. I just got yeah it's kind of like the, the shadow people i see they're they're corporeal they have a form they look like real people man oh i'm this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm glad you think Sorry, that sounds we, awesome because we, we really cut you off on a tangent there but <laughs> proceed that's okay <laughs> I, I did derail a little bit what, what was I going <laughs> oh yeah you <laughs> We should just play that soundbite, like right at the beginning. Like, no one's going to know what the hell we were talking about. Fourth chakra. Circulatory situations. (laughs) Heart. Yes. Um, Oh, so yeah. Every every illness and disease. (laughs) (laughs) Every illness and disease you have, you, a person can have, um, is a representation of what's going on with your spirit or what your body's trying to tell you. Um, to restore equilibrium of some sort. And sometimes that equilibrium has much more layers to it. Like um, if I could make something that's, um, I guess, comparable. You said autoimmune disease is obviously something that's that exists for a, an undetermined amount of time and just kind of goes into remission as opposed to leaving and coming like a common cold. Um, but uh, when I was younger, I had a really bad acid reflux disease, like super bad. And... Um, uh, I say had because I've completely willed it away. It doesn't exist anymore in my life. Um, and most people would say, how does that happen? Is this, as that? Uh, because I went to the doctors. I went to this. I went to that. They all told me nothing, but they could take my money, um, which is fine. You know, it's just the system. People are a victim of the spoke of the wheel that they're on. But um, the big thing was that was symbolic with that is that people usually have stomach issues. Their lower chakras, especially their root chakra, is incredibly underactive. And that was the big thing with me. I used to walk on the balls of my feet. I had poor balance. I just, the stomach is where all the anxiety was stored and how it radiated and and it caused a burning sort of pain, which was really because I was repressing and not being the full version of myself. When I took a step back and I stopped taking everything and I started doing just things the way that I wanted to do it, and I, I also did a lot of spells and, and manifestation, but I completely willed it away. And those chakras have since become balanced. I feel like and, I uh... have several chakras out of balance. <laughs> I feel like all of my chakras are out of balance. And I cannot say that I have not tried. I have tried many, many moons ago and still do try to align them. I just, I have, I have so many distractions you are a little ADD. It's hard in, in the Monday I'm world. Hyper AD. I'm hyper ADD. I'm very ADD. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. Noisy. Yeah, I mean, Shiny. It is really tough. <laughs> if we ever see you, perhaps we can do some some alignment perhaps. rituals and spells if you ever wanted to. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, do some chakra chakra healing at the very least. It'll help you for yeah, a little. No, bit. That'd be great. I love that. I mean, can I just get a crystal and put it in my pocket? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's actually a uh, part of something you could do. Uh, the thing with crystals is they 
tend to amplify um, intentions and spells uh, and things that you're already oh, willing no. into existence. Oh, Jesus, that's a terrible idea then. Don't put anything <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, be careful which ones you're uh, you're using. Careful what you wish for, Lester. <laughs> <you're grounded. laughs> cool, you guys. That's the thing is it's not going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back with uh, with his thing, I mean, you know, that's something with being balanced and it's sometimes like he said there's layers where it's not going to be a quick fix like you know just because you aligned that heart chakra one time all of a sudden you're magically better but there could be layers that could be the first step to healing yourself to aligning your chakras to really going through those things autoimmune diseases are usually from a spiritual perspective have to do with that um your behavior or like your approach to life there's something in your life that is incredibly self-destructive and you are basically imploding that's essentially what the idea is depending on the layer yeah, of what I, it I is i wish that was easy um, enough and- <laughs> i wish it was that easy <laughs> to identify i wish i could find my imploding something or other and just unimplode it <laughs> 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 Usually when you change yourself, it it involves letting something go that feels like you can't let it go. But the thing that I've learned in all of this is that you really can have your cake and eat it too. It's just calling yourself out on certain things and acknowledging that a certain part is there. Doing self-work is so hard. It is. It's exhausting being us because we are constantly, (laughs) like, honestly, think about it for a second. When we met each other, we were eating and drinking whatever we wanted. We stayed up late. We you know, would sleep in like, and we would just do crazy, be, you know, humans, whatever. Uh, and then we both realized that we had to make adjustments to our lives, our eating habits and our sleeping habits and our habits with our friends and our families. And we learned how to close doors and open windows. And we learned all of these things and we did it with each other. Um, and still to this day, we, we still both find ourselves kind of struggling with stuff that we anticipated would not be as difficult to handle but you know here we are like we can't have gluten we can't have dairy we can't have, we can't have this and that and uh, to, to, to be fair that's probably because of america america really has done a lot of crappy things with dairy and gluten i wouldn't be surprised if you went to europe we had oh, uh yeah. like if you I went to italy you have. yeah i will admit that and i have <laughs> you know, imbibed, right. I guess, if you can say like imbibed, but like I have had uh, like coworkers like, oh, we made this lunch for you guys. And it's, oh, by the way, it's lasagna. And I'm like, well, shit, I'll give it a try. And I do, I still am impacted, but just not as greatly as if it were here. Oh, trust but me, it's... Europe is where I'm one with my people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know what it is, is sometimes now you never know. It could be one of those like damage is done right. things where that's why it still hurts you just a just little bit at it. but it is good to know <laughs> yeah. and it's good though because you can actually see that oh it doesn't hurt me as yeah. much so you know there's it it really does suck sometimes that uh you're a victim of where you live well yeah i mean when i was saying that self-work is also hard i was talking about the actual identification and then fixing acknowledgement like and acknowledging and fixing yeah. is it sounds like it's easy but it's not and i yes. that's why i and we want people to yeah, know I mean, that well, i employ all different thoughts and ways in which humans can help themselves without using like medications or finding natural remedies because holistic all the yeah. way 
because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. Like I'm, we're always work in progress, but I don't want to just have a magic crystal. I do like, I really do want to fix it, but that's where, yeah, the hard work comes in and not everybody's willing to do it. No, you're right. I'd, I'd rather get a wand and like have to do some really <laughs> intense dance moves with it once a year. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> and see, that's the thing too, is, you know, something that's important. Um, I would want people or we would want people to know about um, magic and things in that realm is it is always a work in progress. It's, um, not a magic fix. I mean, pardon, like, you know, my term of that, but it, even when you do spell casting or you have anything like that, I mean, you're constantly working towards something. You're constantly using your will. It's not going to be a one-time fix all. It's going to be something you have to work on for the rest of your life and really put an effort towards. And, you know, I think that that's wonderful and that's a positive thing. People might find it a little bit daunting, but I think it's a great, wonderful thing to be able to acknowledge where you need to work on yourself and constantly be willing and love yourself enough to do it. I mean, these are great messages for just anybody, even if they're not into um, these various forms of, you know, learning about yourself or somebody doesn't believe in tarot, like what you're presenting is still a good message no matter what. So hopefully... Even if people were like, I don't know about this stuff, <laughs> they at least take it away that it's coming yeah. from a good place. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know? I, I can honestly yeah. say I was, I was brought up in a, a religious household and it was just, I don't know, maybe like the last 10 years where we started to open our minds, expand our ability to realize there are other things out there than, you know, what's presented to you right off the bat. Yeah. Yes. And again, the biggest thing that we always say in our podcast too, is it's all about intention. So even if you don't want to, I mean, go full force into something, we never want to push anyone to do anything. But like you said, if there's anything someone can take out of it is it's your intention. So have an intention to better yourself in whatever way works for you. I mean, even if it's just once a week, lighting a candle and meditating, meditation can be something that bridges that like mundane and occult world that people don't feel like they're doing anything too spooky and you know they can be it's like a happy medium but you're you are working on yourself and intention matters that's where actually we kind of left off you were actually asking how to communicate with those higher spirits we want to shine she brought up the candle so the big thing <laughs> If you wish to uh, communicate with those particular spirits, and if if they have revealed names to you, that all, all the better. Um, what uh, a simple thing that you can do is uh, get a candle, uh, perhaps a candle that represents the color that you think goes along with it. And if you don't think there's a particular color, you can do like a white or a gray candle because they are pretty all encompassing. Um, and just you can take like a little pen or like a knife or whatever you want to do. And then depending on the size of the candle or how you want to like do it, inscribe the name of what it is on there. Just hold it in your hand and pr- uh, just say that this is a votive and a gift for this this spirit or this entity or this deity, whatever it is to you. Um, and when you light it, you know, you just light that candle. There's a variety of things you can do. You can do pyromancy and, and stare into the flame to see if you see anything. Um, you can uh, meditate like right next to the candle and kind of just chill. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time. Meditation can be five minutes. Meditation can be going to sleep next to the candle. Although, aye, disclaimer, aye, yes, aye, always aye, make aye, sure that okay. you're lighting it in a way that you don't, like, yeah. 
light yourself on fire. Yeah, does keep it, it in to the be container. A real that is, Can it be one of those little battery joints? Because <laughs> uh, I'm always a fan of uh, actual organic sure. matter. Simply yeah, for be- sure. Yeah, simply well, because know, yeah, the it, intent it's... is there, uh, just not the danger. <laughs> the yeah. intention is good. Yes. <laughs> that goes back to the reinforcement of your intention. <laughs> plus this, plus that, the resonance that we were talking about before. Candles are essentially every element. Um, you have the uh, the earth in which the candle is uh, created from. You have the fire that burns in the wick and the fire melts the wax into the liquid. And uh, the fire also puts the smoke and the heat in the air. So it encompasses really all the elements and then your intention on top of it encompasses the spirit, which is essentially the symbolism that exists within the pentacle, the five-pointed star. Um, so, uh, and I usually, sometimes I write down statements of, in, of intent and it, it was a big thing that you can do a small like ritual per se, you know, if you want to, you know, whatever it is you want to call it, um, have like a little like fireproof bowl, like a ceramic bowl, write something down you want to accomplish perhaps with the deity's help or the entity's help that you're speaking to and just take it and either just put it in front of the candle and you don't have to burn it. Or if you want to burn it, you can put it in that candle flame and then just throw it in the ceramic bowl and just have it um uh burn itself out and you know it, it'll it'll snuff itself out because it's a ceramic bowl i do that all the time when i'm either trying to manifest something through the power of flame or i'm trying to banish something i, I tend to banish it a little bit more uh with flame because flame is, a, is an absolute end to everything once something is burned there is no going back so um, whereas the other elements have different symbolisms that surround them. If you want to understand things in matters of the heart, I'd say work with water. You know, you can stare in a bowl of water and try to ask to see a particular entity, especially if it has to do with love. There are particular deities that have to do with love. There's a variety of things um, that you can do. But, you know, sitting in your armchair in a, in a quiet place or sitting outside somewhere in a quiet place and just kind of asking those questions out loud. May I speak to you? May I speak to you? That's what mantra is over and over again. Mantra and affirmation, they're all the same thing. Yeah, for like, because so, uh, I know I was, it was difficult for me, I think, at first to get into meditation because I, like she said, I'm like a ferret. Everything and anything will distract me from the task at hand. <laughs> um, and I was able yes. to finally like calm my mind, calm my body and start to focus on meditation. But maybe for people who are like afraid or they're not sure because they're always going, going, going. Do you guys um, have any kind of like closing kind of recommendations for people that may not be familiar or comfortable where they can just, you know, get to that place, that mindset, that time, even if it's like, you know, in the car, in a parking lot, at the grocery store, when they're by themselves, like, do you guys have any kind of like, gems or charm biscuits we like to call them uh, <laughs> where people can um, i would say yeah yeah i would say one um thing something i can offer is not to be afraid to let your mind wander so people think with meditation it always has to be completely silent or that they have to have certain thoughts or the lack thereof but sometimes meditation is literally just letting your mind release itself and think whatever crazy thoughts come into your brain but then Accepting that it happened and letting it go. Oh, all yeah. right. I'm into that. Especially with people being yeah. busy nowadays, I feel like that's what they're mostly afraid of is like weird thoughts that pop in your head. 
it's important to just be like, okay, that happened and I'm going to move on. It doesn't, you know, mean I have to be that way or I'm a bad person that that happens and I'm done with it. We're going to let it go. Acceptance of emotion. You're going to have a thought Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean you necessarily believe it. I mean, like I just about every person I talk to every single day, like you just I have the thought of, oh, you know, if I just rip (laughs) their face off right now, like it's. Like just everything. Like if you're angry, right? If you're thinking like, oh my God, I could totally like kill that person. We always say it as a joke and it's okay to joke. And it's okay that you were like, oh, I'm so angry. But then to acknowledge it and be like, look, that's not me. I'm just going to let that go and we're done. Contrary to political correctness, you can think and feel absolutely anything you want. (laughs) And it doesn't matter because it's... It's it's you. Well, yeah. It just matters that you deal with it in a healthy right. way. It kind of takes the rules away from mm-hmm. meditation. Because I think meditation, sometimes people think that um, they wouldn't be able to do it because so they wouldn't be able to calm their mind. But you're basically saying, well, forget that. You don't have to calm. You don't have to mm-hmm. do that. Just come just... to terms with shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then let it go. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And you can do meditation with music or you can do meditation that's guided. Um Someone told me that my voice is really nice for guided meditation, so I might start doing those. Um, But that's something, you know, if you want to listen to somebody that just kind of says, okay, like, think of this or this place, and that makes you feel better because your mind is technically still working on something. I also strongly recommend that you talk to people. You don't have to go through things alone. What's the worst that someone can say? No. Their reaction to you has entirely everything to do with them. Not necessarily you, unless you are in a, in a boring, disgusting piece of work. <laughs> it's, re- it's really rare that it's, we'll say that that it's another person. the first and only time a boring is ever used on the Homeland's Chronicles. <laughs> but I will very <laughs> adamantly try and mix that into some sort of conversation at some point. <laughs> well, that was a good final thought. This has been so Thanks. much fun. Yeah, we've we've had a really great time talking yes. to you girls. I have a feeling this might turn into something else. I mean, I would look forward to it. I think there's so much more we can dive into with this. Massage? I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if if, if we're ever out in Michigan and you want to work that into your spiritual. Uh, uh, I'll be free. (laughs) Never that's happening. I'll be free. I would drop my whole. (laughs) Everything is now meaningless compared to- <laughs> hey, I, be careful what you wish for lest your wish be granted though i will say that uh it, it's not just a simple thing with me i incorporate energy and everything if you start having crazy dreams like just know i'm yeah. not sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's all you gotta say <laughs> this has been um a wonderful spellmance yes i actually yes. will I, I would love to do this again with you guys it's been a really fun time yeah we would love to do that as well so you ladies are absolutely oh, lovely. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, people can follow us on all of our social things, and we'll obviously link to you guys um, when this gets posted. Yep. And um, we just want to say thank you, Spellcast. Yes. Thank you guys so much for um, enduring the tardiness and the technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> That's okay. What would podcasting be without those things? Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, yeah, and then it wouldn't be as fun. I always say there's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror, friend. Wait, can we say there's a, there's a little hoe in all of us, or is that inappropriate? <laughs> you could. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, it, I can get behind that. <laughs> oh, in unison, always remember, friends, there is, in fact... A little hoe in all of us. A little hoe in all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. <laughs>